All right, take your Bible and go into the First Timothy, please, chapter number four. First Timothy, chapter four. We may not get all these done today, but we'll look at some of this, and then we may get through with it and get into something else. But First Timothy, chapter four, verse one said, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, that's the last days of the church, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." If we're not living in a time of seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, we never will be. We're there today. Said speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. We've kind of went over that a few times. Here's what they teach. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. I want to start this morning by giving you something you don't have there in front of you. But how many members Paul Harvey Everybody? Amen. Yeah, Paul Harvey was good. Here's the rest of the story. Well, I want to read you something. He said, I run across this. I've seen this before. Heard him say this on the radio. This is a night. Um, he started this in 1965. How long has that been? Bit five years, something like that. All right. In that area. That's been quite a while back. And uh, you may have seen this. I just ran across it the other day, and then I thought, hey, I, I've forgotten that. But I want to share this with you. A lot of this stuff that he's mentioning in this hadn't happened, but it has happened now. He said, if I were the devil. Anybody ever heard that before? He's I the devil. Here it is. I'm going to read it to you. He said, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I have a third and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. Then he said, I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent... I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. Y'all heard it. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our father, which are in Washington. Now, remember this is 1965. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors on how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. Has that, all that happened? Amen. Amen. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, 
and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild until before you knew it, you would have to have drug-sniffling dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I would evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbols of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. Did all that happen? If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who won't until I have ki- had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what do you bet? I could get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes and hard work and patriotism and moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on the TV is, uh, uh, is the way to be. And thus, I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Remember that? That's what he'd always say. Amen. And all that's happened. That's just as update today as the newspaper or better because it's unfolded in our eyes. Now, I want us to look at something here, and, and I'll go back to what he said here and a couple of things I want to point out. First thing he said I'd do is I'd subvert the churches first, and he's done that. And he's fixing to do that even more, especially with the, with the corporations, churches being in corporations, 501c3. And they'll be able one day to tell you what you can say and can't say. Amen. That's absolutely right. They, they control that. And uh, we'll see that as it happens and, and uh, so as, as the days are going by. Now, I want to start this and, and looking at these, if you'll look at your papers there. And I know you're going to glance down that whole page, but don't flip the page till we get ready to go to the other page. Somehow contain yourself and stay with me here. I got to looking at the things that's happened in America in my lifetime, in your lifetime, and before our lifetimes. And we are seeing the progression of America until the early 1900s. Things was running fairly well. It was sinful. It's been sinful in the country. It's been sinful in the world since... Adam take, took the fruit, gave it to, uh, I mean, Adam. Eve took the fruit and gave it to Adam in the garden. A man been shaping iniquity and conceived in sin ever since. And we are of our foreparents sinners. And it's been taught that's, that's the way the Bible teaches us. But, uh, and it's always been, we're going to talk about prohibition. And there's always been booze around. I despise booze. As a young man, a young boy. My daddy was a, a drunkard, and uh, he lived to drink. He 
cut down trees. He was a uh, a, a logger, and uh, he'd get drunk on the weekends. My neighbor down by our neighbor down below him was a bootlegger, and he fed my daddy the booze. And uh, then my dad would get drunk and crawl out in the road and cuss out the neighbor and dare him to come up and down the road and run over him. And he was just as drunk as my dad was. And that's what he done. He got up there and tried to run over him. I watched my mother try to go, go get him and he couldn't stand up, crawl on his hands and knees across the yard and up the steps on the house. We had a house that had porch all the way around it except one side. And... uh She'd turn her back and he'd crawl back out to the road. Never will forget that. But then I remember when God saved my daddy. And he never drunk again. I appreciate that fact. God changed it. And uh, he took us to church. I didn't know what it was to go to church. So I was after like 10 years old in that area. So I, uh, I'd i been to church a few times. But it's for my grandmother. And uh, they were Pentecostal and... You know, I heard about everything on the sun, didn't know how to accept none of it. I was, I just go in then, but, uh, I, I know what alcohol is, but there's always been bootleggers. My grandpa was a bootlegger. But when did prohibition come in? Begin in 1920. And I want you to look at the correlation and I got these in order. And there's some other things you can put in between these if you want to. You can do some study on this. It's just something to get you to studying. Getting you to think about it and see how sin is progressive. It gets worse and worse. And we're where we're at today because we've allowed things to just take over. The devil don't take over overnight. He does it a little bit at a time. He don't, he'll, he'll ruin a life a little at a time. He's, you know, he feels he's got the time and, uh, he can work on you. He knows his time is running out and he'll keep working on you. And he's going to hell and he knows it. And he wants to take everybody he can with him. In 1920, the 18th Amendment to the United Constitution, I mean, amendment was given to the U.S. Constitution. And that banned the manufacture, the transportation, and the sale of intoxicating liquors. It's ushered in a period in American history known as the Prohibition. All of you know about the Prohibition. I, I wasn't raised in that. I didn't know anything about I heard it. I've read stories that have seen it. Even watched pictures where they shoot people and, and laying in the streets with uh, holes in their head where the officers had shot them and so forth. And then prohibition was ratified by the states on January the 16th, 1919, and officially went into effect on January the 17th, 1920. Now, if you look up this, and it says January the 16th or January the 18th or May the 1st. Don't come back to me. Just change it. All right? I'm giving you something in the ballpark. I ain't got time uh, to tell you when they hit the thing on the, on the stand. And just tell you it happened. You can study this and find out it's so. And they, they voted this with the passage of the Volstead Act. Despite the new legislation, prohibition was difficult to enforce. And I understand that. You take liquor out of the hands of people and I'll guarantee you they'll go crazy. You put liquor in their hands and they're crazier. 
I don't know what it is. Human nature, human flesh loves alcoholic beverage. Never tasted alcoholic beverage in my life. Thank God for that. Except in medicines a time or two. Amen. Don't drink NyQuil. Don't do any of that. No, sir. I stay away from alcohol. And I'm not bragging about that. Uh, That's one of the few things that I can brag about. But it said the increase of the illegal production and sale of liquor known as bootlegging. The proliferation of the proliferation of speakeasies, illegal drinking spots, and the accompanying rise in gang violence and other crimes led to waning uh, support for prohibition by the end of the 1920s. In early 1933, in early 1933, that's what 13 years later, Congress adopted a resolution proposing the 21st Amendment to the Constitution. That's what we've done down through the years. We don't like what's going on. We just amend the Constitution. We've got the Constitution now. We're living in America now, and the Constitution don't mean nothing to a lot of people. Amen. Constitution is what we abide by. Now, I'm, I'm not a, I love the Constitution. I said this Wednesday night, I love the Constitution. I love America. I still like old glory flying in the breeze, and I salute it, and I'm honored to live in this country. But I'm a Christian, number one, saved by the grace of God. Christ is my Savior. He's the one I look to, and the Bible is what I hold to. But I'm glad I got a country that's got a constitution. Now it said, adopted resolution proposing the 21st Amendment to the Constitution that would repeal the 18th Amendment. The 21st Amendment was ratified on December the 5th, 1933, ending prohibition, and we've been drinking and getting drunk ever since. You can't find the party a place in this county that don't have it. I remember when I was a boy, they called it a dry county. Brother Henry, I guarantee you remember that, don't you? It used to be a dry county around you, wasn't it? Except for the bootleggers. I'm talking about dry county. What they call you couldn't buy it unless illegally. You couldn't buy it legally. Huh? Yeah. 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 Separate from yeah. 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 Well, see that around here was Mount Airy. They go to Mount Airy and get the booze. Amen. Now you can get it anywhere you want to. I I, I got one grocery store and can they don't sell it yet? I don't think they still sell it, do they? Huh? Quality foods don't sell. Alcohol. Other than that, all the others do. I remember when Walmart started selling beer and stuff, and I thought, what? Amen. And you can't buy hardly nothing no more without going. It's just, and that's one of the things they brag about. I heard them yesterday on the radio bragging about some place to eat in Clarksville. Fine places to eat. You can come in here and get your drink. And I thought, yeah, that's it. They, they, they recognize that. So we've been drinking ever since. Started in 1920, they tried to stop it and couldn't stop it. Been around all ages back behind that. Noah got in trouble with it, didn't he? Uh, when was alcohol legalized? They finally legalized it to a certain degree that, you know, so they get the tax off of it. And that's found in your paper there, March the 22nd, 1933. 
Uh, on March 22, 1933, President Franklin Roosevelt signed into law the Culling Harrison Act, legalizing beer with an alcohol content of 3.2% by weight and wine of a similarity, uh, low alcohol, or similar low alcohol content. On December the 5th, 1933, ratification of the 21st Amendment repealed the 18th Amendment. And uh, this is just information. You know all this. But you see how progressive it happens? But then I ask a question down below that. When did the lottery get legalized? Now, this was a shock to me. Because I remember when they was fighting for the state of Georgia to have lottery. And we was printing lottery uh, tracks down here against the lottery. We got several, three or four of them. And we passed them out like crazy because they were going to. And that's been... Uh, not back this early, but in 1934, it said the first modern government-run U.S. lottery was established in Puerto Rico in 1934. This is followed decades later by the New Hampshire lottery in 1964. Instant lottery tickets, also known as scratch cards. Y'all remember them scratch cards? As a kid, uh, people would be scratching, and I'd say, Mama, Daddy, what is that? What is that? And they'd say, you leave them alone. That's gambling. Anybody, anybody ever tell you that was gambling? Amen. If they didn't, they should have. And uh, I didn't know. And I'd say, and the fun part of that is scratching that stuff off. See if you want anything. I mean, the devil's got, he always puts an attraction to all of it, don't he? And, uh, you know, scratch. And I, now you can't hardly go to play. They some of these little jip, I call them jip joints that you go in, you go in to buy a gallon of milk and there are people buying lottery tickets and you're standing in line for them. Yeah, I don't fool with them, but that you're standing in line for a long time to pay for your milk because they've got to buy these lottery tickets. And you know, the strange thing is you can park one of them jip joints and park out to the side and if you'll not, and kind of disguise yourself, you'll see a lot of church members that you know across the county Going in and getting these lottery tickets. Amen. They ask me something. You ever, you're going to play the lottery? For what? Some of them wear a church name on their shirt, too. Will they? Oh, we have their church shirts on and buy lottery tickets. Think nothing about it. Let me tell you, we're, you see where we're going and where we come from? Nothing seems to be right. Nothing seems to be wrong. And uh, Paul Harvey said it would start with the churches. That's what he's done. And we're thinking sometimes it's doctrine-wise. He gets to us in other ways, in our morals. The morals of America is probably the worst it's ever been, I suppose. And uh, I wouldn't argue with that today. If, uh, if you want to argue with me, that's fine, but uh, you'll be wrong. And they, they'd take these scratch cards. And they were introduced in the 1970s. And they've become a major source of lottery revenue. When they started and got it in Georgia, you remember they said this is going to help in the, in the school system? And every American, every person in America already said, we don't want our kids taught by money from the lottery system. That's the, that's the place we ought to took. We didn't. And guess what? They're training them the way they want to. And we'll talk about that later. There are six states right now that do not have lotteries. Amen. And I thought this is kind of funny. 
Alabama, Alaska, Hawaii, Mississippi, Nevada, and Utah. Now, Nevada, they may not have lottery, but they got all the other gambling. You understand what happened? I'm just talking about the lotteries here. But, uh, and uh, they, they sell, they don't sell the Powerball and the Mega Million tickets. I don't know what those are. I wouldn't know how to play it. Wouldn't want to play it. Don't have no desire to play it. That's the way you are to get rich. I'm going to die poor. Amen. All right. Next question was I asked. I asked myself these questions and tried to find the answer. When was prayer and Bible reading taken out of our schools? June the 25th, 1962. Took them out then. I graduated in 1965. Out of high school, and uh, they'd already just taken it out, but I hadn't seen the result. Matter of fact, the schools I was going to, even at that time, were still reading Bible. Because it took schools. Some of them had a little backbone and stayed with it a while. But where do you find a school at now that will read Bible and pray? In the U.S. Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court banned school-sponsored prayer in public schools in a 1962 decision saying that it violated the First Amendment. You've seen these little things have been taken from us one little thing at a time. One little thing at a time. But students are allowed to meet and pray on school grounds as long as they do so privately and don't try to force others to do the same and even having problems with that today. Now, next one is, when did sodomy become legal? I remember when this was going on in the state of Georgia, and they were talking about that. Prior to 1962, sodomy was a felony in every state, published by a lengthy term of or punished by a lengthy term of imprisonment and or hard labor. In that year, the Model Penal Code (MPC). Developed by the American Law Institute to promote uniformity among the states as they modernized their statutes, struck a compromise that removed by or con, removed consensual sodomy from its criminal code, while making it a crime to solicit for sodomy. In 1962, Illinois adopted the recommendations of the Model Penal Code, and thus became the first state to remove criminal pen, penalties. For consensual sodomy from its criminal code. 1962. Almost a decade before any other state. Over the years, many of the states that did not repeal their sodomy laws had enacted the legislation reduced the penalty. At the time of the Lawrence decision in 2003, the penalty for violating a sodomy law varied very widely from jurisdiction to jurisdiction among those states retaining their sodomy laws. The harshest penalties were in Idaho, where a person convicted of sodomy could earn a life sentence. Michigan followed, with a maximum penalty of 15 years imprisonment, while repeat offenders got life. It's still illegal in 14 states of America. And I'll give them, I'll give them to you there. You've got them, Alabama, Florida, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, uh, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and Virginia. Georgia's not included there. It's legal. 
Isn't that amazing? Now, I'm going to insert something between when did sodomy become legal and when was divorce legalized in America. And it's 1966. In 1966, the Church of Satan was produced on April the 30th, 1966, by Anton LaVey. And he was the church's high priest until his death in 1997. In 1966. No, he's not a high priest now. Then it was turned over to Peter H. Gilmore, who became the high priest, and he moved it to Hell's Kitchen in New York. And they don't call themselves uh, with that name now, Church of Satan. They call themselves Skeptical Atheist. I had a name like that, I'd change it to. It ain't much different what they got. But then... I want to put a footnote in it. I've got it in another place in my notes. In 1999, and that's skipping up a little bit further, but in 1999, uh, there was the, first ch- the first satanic church was organized. It was already introduced, but it was organized and founded by Carla LeVay, his wife, on October 31st. 1999, you know what October 31st is, Halloween, in San Francisco, California, and it was dedicated to Anton LaVey, who followed the Satanic Bible. That's about as much I want to say about that. You can go look all you want to and find everything you want to find about that, but I would, I wouldn't, I would tell you, be careful and don't stay too long on it. Pick up a little here and a little there. The next question is, when was divorce legalized in America? 1969. The big change came in 1969 when the Divorce Reform Act was passed. Now, they was having divorces before then. But it used to be a real headache to get a divorce. Cost a lot of money. And lawyers got a lot of money. And, and uh, you had to do proof of this and proof of that. And then this Divorce Reform Act was passed allowing couples to divorce after they had been separated for two years. That was a stipulation. Or five years if only one of them wanted a, a divorce. A marriage could be ended if it had irretrievably broken down and neither partner no longer had to prove fault. Now you can just get a divorce today if you just don't want to live with each other anymore. All you got to do is pay the fees and go on. It don't seem like a whole lot today, but see, our our morals have broken down all the way through. When was abortion legalized in America? Most everybody ought to know that one. Amen. 1973, abortion in the United States is legal uh, through the landmark of 19, the 1973 case of Roe versus Wade. Specifically, abortion is legal in all United States. And every state has at least one abortion clinic. Can you see how this thing is progressing? Now, it's done progress. We've done past that stage. When was the LGBT created? Some of you may not know. You know, some of you little country hillbillies don't know what LGBT is. 
but you will before we get through. And I'm I've going over it. Sometimes people don't hear. From about 1988, activists began to use the initialism LGBT in the United States. Not until the 1990s, within the movement, did gay, that's what it stands for, gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender people gain equal respect. They didn't then, I went to school with them and they didn't call them that. This spurred some organizations to adopt new names as the GLBT Historical Society did in 1999. It's the same thing. They just moved the letters around. Now on your last page, and looking at that this morning, it says LGBT. Now it's added a Q to it. The first four letters of this standard abbreviation are fairly straightforward. I've done going over it. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. The Q can stand for questioning, as in still exploring ones as sexuality or queer or sometimes both. And that's what we used to call them. I'm not being mean. Once considered a demeaning slur for being gay, queer is being reclaimed by some as a self-affirming umbrella term, especially among those who consider other labels restrictive. Some still believe it's homophobic slur, or it's always best to ask or wait for the person whom you're speaking with to use it. Now, when was marijuana legalized? In 1996. Been smoking it for years. Amen. You get all this other stuff and perverted minds and alcohol and all that stuff and uh, abortion and divorce and all that coming down. Guess what's going to happen? Somebody, they they already been on dope smoking it. Hearts are gone. Their minds are made up. Their hearts are hardened against God. So marijuana was legalized in 1996. California became the first state in the country to legalize medical marijuana. Now only two states count it totally illegal. And that's Idaho and Nebraska. Now you said, it's not legal in Georgia, is it? The the medical marijuana is. It's always got to start medical marijuana before you get the rest of it. The devil don't beat you on the head with all of it one time. He gets little, small spot at a time. He gives you just a little bite of the pie to make you want the rest of the pie. All right. Then when were same-sex marriages legalized? June the 26th, 2015. Now, they've been playing around with this for years and years and years, but this one had actually come. U.S. Supreme Court agreed to hear appeals from that circuit's decision. On June 26, 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down all state bans on same-sex marriage, legalized it in all 50 states, and required states to honor out-of-state same-sex marriage license in the case of Obergefell and Hodges. So now you see where we are. These folks have taken over, ladies and gentlemen. And we've allowed it. We sat back and watched it. And uh, there's, uh, we have to pay the price. Uh, we, we didn't beat the tub loud enough when all this is going in. And, uh, but I'm telling you, 
It's come to place now. You can't. Have you ever seen any of these laws ever come up? You ever seen any of them ever change? Back the other way? They don't go that way. Gets worse. Don't get better. And you can count on it. This way it's going to go. So that, I thought that was add, good to add into our cults. We're studying and seeing all this stuff. And now we see all this. And I could give you a bunch of stuff that you're not even thinking about today. And uh, all this stuff. And we won't do it this morning because time's done caught me. But uh, I hope as a help to you to understand. Keep that with you. you remind yourself. You said, I know every bit of that. I know you did. At least you ought to have. If you didn't, you haven't been doing your homework. Yes. Then you mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, about the Queen um, James Bible. Yes. The Bibles are, uh-huh. s- are slowly yeah. getting watered down and uh-huh. getting yeah. And... yeah, I thought that when I was reading about this Satanic Bible, and, yeah. and then we got the Queen James Bible, and they taking the Word of God away from us. Yeah. Anybody else got a comment? All right. All right, let's pray. Father, give us wisdom and understanding. Help us, Lord, to understand the things of God. Help us to keep them before us. And, Lord, may we stand tall. Matter of fact, Lord, may we stand taller than we've ever stood. May we stand stronger than we've ever stood. And, Father, I pray that we might stand more steadfast than we've ever been. May we be unmovable. And always abounding in the work of the Lord. Touch the remainder of the service today for your glory and honor. May your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.